0: R.P.N., the Roddenberry Podcast Network.
1: It's that time again. Somebody made some new Star Trek. So that means we need to talk about it. It's Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. That means it's Mission Log Live. And I'm John Champion.
2: And I'm Ken Raray. And here you are with us, doing that thing that we do on a Tuesday, of course, talking track tonight. It is a short track. Ask not was the episode. And what we do on the live show is talk with you, our Star Trek pals about, you know, whatever Star Trek is out there. Now, you know how this works. We talk a little. We recap the episode full of spoilers, by the way. Then you call us your comments, your questions, your opinions. That's what makes this go. Click on the Zoom meeting link, use the one time from your smartphone, or give us a call, 669-900-6833 is the phone number to call, 669-900-6833.
1: No guests tonight? That's right, because you are the guest. Your opinion is the one that counts. Have you been keeping up with the short tracks? Are you bummed that we've reached the end of Captain Pike in New Track? And hey, how about that Enterprise Engineering Room? Nothing is off the table.
2: Hey, how about that table? Nothing is off the engineering room. Not sure that actually made sense. Hey, whether you're joining us live on Facebook, that is facebook.com slash mission log pod for you people listening to the recording later. Maybe you're joining us live on YouTube, youtube.com slash rottenberry prod. That's another place you can join us. Or of course, if you are catching us later, wherever you get podcasts, we're very glad that you have joined us tonight. We do have one favor to ask. Two favors, I guess. Please hit like. That's favor number one. And please hit share. That is favor number two, because it would be great if more people were enjoying Mission Log Live.
1: Hey, uh, speaking of people who are enjoying Mission Log Live, I'm going to point some of them out to you right now. Well, right off the bat, we got Chris Riker, who says, if the engines don't also make microbrews, it's not (laughs) Canon." And uh, John X says, "Canon Schmanen, give me a cool engine room that looks like uh, CERN any day. Of you know, C E R N, you know that all right, uh we got Paul, we got uh Brent, we got uh Jeff, we got Carlos, we got David, we got Chuck. He says, Hello, loggers, nice night for a podcast. Indeed it is. We got Barbara, we've got Rick. We've got Evan. We've got Kim. Uh, just so many people chiming in saying hello. Hey, there's John Cooley. Cooley. Uh, let's see. There's Evan. Uh, a spoiler, spoilers, you say? <laughs> poll. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a spoiler in the poll, but you know, you didn't have to know that. You could have just, uh, flown right by it. Uh, some people don't even read the question. They just click on a picture they like. Uh, <laughs> then you got Benjamin. You got Matthew. You got Scott. Uh, so many people chiming in and saying hello. So welcome to all of you. Uh, oh wait, who says? Uh, John Cooley says there's no such thing as too many deltas. We need to talk. Possibly We've got John Arminio. Uh, hi everybody, a pleasure to see you.
2: You know, I was actually going to say this is an Inovos original right here. <laughs> Sorry, <Yes>.
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: Only listening to the audio and not seeing the video. This is like seriously one of the worst uh, one of the worst cosplay things you could do. I've worst, I've mangled, I have absolutely mangled a tux jacket, which was a little too big for me when I got it and is ridiculously big on me now. And then, uh, and then I just went crazy after that. So I think I'm wearing, what, eight deltas? No, six yeah. deltas maybe, it's and then some other Star Trek bling because, you know, hey, why not?
1: It's uh, funny. Uh, Jeff, Jeff actually says, Ken must be the easiest person to find on a starship. So you just yeah. Uh, where's Ken, well, it, there's there's six things pointing to Ken. Right. right look
2: look for yeah. the shiny. That's pretty yeah. Much it. Yeah, the back of it. And I know we talked about the fact that I can't really show the back, but the back is what like a foot and a half, foot foot somewhere between a foot and foot and a half of a of a shiny itic. Yeah. Which halfway through, maybe I'll take it off and show people. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> Sorry.
1: it's the biggest itic ever, uh, it except for the mm-hmm, yeah.
2: Uh huh. All kinds of unsolicited itic picks all over. Yes, once yes. I, once I do that, and it really seems inappropriate. Hey, you know what's appropriate? Talking about the stuff that's coming up because yes. there's coming up. Uh, Rod Roddenberry's is going to do a thing in Sansar. What? <laughs> I know he's doing a game night. Didn't know that we've decided. It's decided yeah. game Night in Sansar. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that is correct.
2: Uh, what kind of game?
1: I'm not at liberty to discuss them. Okay. All right. So Rod's going to be know. there.
2: Now, here's the thing. Well, there you go. Maybe it could be guess which one's Rod. Because, you know, he mm-hmm. normally wears that space mm-hmm. outfit. Yeah. Uh, that spaceman outfit. But he's uh, not going to be wearing that. He's going to be wearing whatever was uh, designed by the people who did the Trek or Treat contest uh, a few weeks ago, back around Halloween time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the first game will be which one's Rod. The uh, second game could be what the heck is that that he's supposed to be. And then you guys will play like, you know, tic-tac-toe or something. And then uh, coming up after that, maybe a couple of days later, maybe a few days after that, uh, there is a special Star Trek, the motion picture 40th, 40th anniversary. Do you know what that means, John?
1: Uh, That we're It has been,
2: well, that, I was going to say it's been 40, 40 years since my first Happy Meal. Whoa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Same. Because same. that was the thing mm-hmm. for people who don't remember. And both John champion and I had this, we actually had the wrist communicator oh, that came that with thing. the happy meal. The yeah. very first, um, it was the very first movie tie in for a happy meal, right? Or was it was the first happy meal. It was period? the
1: first happy meal period.
2: There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. at McDonald's <laughs> and you went in and they were like, you know, it used to be, you went in and you said, I want a burger and fries. And they'd be like, oh, that's a dollar 50. But now you say, I want a happy meal. And they say, that's $2.
1: Yes. <laughs> right. And, and you, you're, you're still wearing, wearing the uh, risk communicator. Good for you.
2: I'm still wearing the exact same risk. communicator. Yes. Can I tell you, actually, I did have that until I was a teenager. Nice. Yeah. And then eventually I was like, this is never going to be worth anything. <laughs> oh, well, cause I probably had the, I probably had the box too. But anyway, uh, the 40th anniversary of star Trek, the motion picture comes up on the 7th of December mm-hmm. Um. The thinking is there may be an event that day. There may be an event a few days later, but, uh, you know, keep it locked in as they say on radio, because there'll be another sensor event uh, coming up and then you got other stuff, John.
1: Yeah, we got other stuff. Well, stick around for the end of the show tonight because we'll give you a little bit more detail. But an early reminder that Mission Log and Mission Log Live are both off next week for Thanksgiving. Uh, so we're definitely taking that week off. Uh, and then at the end of the show, I'll tell you what's coming up on the release schedule and about some of our special guests. Because, yes, we have some guests booked out. Of course, we've got two more short tracks coming up, one in, well, actually a two-parter, two two episodes in December, and then one last one in January before Picard. So stick around. I'll reveal some of those guests, some of those special guest hosts uh, that will all be revealed at the end of tonight's episode. And hey, before we get into that recap and talking about tonight's short trek, Ask Not, uh, how about a poll question? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Last week, we had, of course, uh, Matthew Simone and Paul Muzzin on talking about Chasing Atlantis. And we wanted to know your space story. And specifically in the poll, have you ever been to a space launch? Have you been to the launch of a, a space shuttle or a rocket? Uh, my first was Apollo Soyuz. Don't really remember it that well. I was very wee at the time, but I remember that, that something happened, and it was cool. So 13% of you said yes. You had actually been to a space launch. 87% of you said no. Hey, I vote for more launches, more opportunity then for people to actually go to them. How about that?
2: That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Although one day it'll be like going to the airport and you're just like, yeah, seen it. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. Fingers crossed because it would be great if we were actually doing that. And hey, we do have a question for this week as well. Uh, whose sight test was scarier? Cadet Sadu. I hope I'm saying that right. I apologize if I'm not. 23 Sadoo. There you go. Okay. So Cadet Sadu or Wesley uh, Crusher. Uh, right now people say Cadet Sadu was scarier. Uh, 55% say that one was scarier. Wesley Crusher, 45%. Um, I, you know, well, why don't we do the recap and then we can talk about what has to go into all of this stuff, because I'm thinking that seduce was definitely scarier, Okay, not because of the stakes, but because she could have caught so much shrapnel in the face if she had been in the wrong place at the wrong time, But, but yeah, I apologize. I shouldn't do that. Hey, everybody, this is the part with the spoilers because John champion, John champion, I believe is going to handle the recap for ask not.
1: Well, here we go. Yellow alert on Starbase 28. There's an explosion in an inventory control room being watched by Cadet Sidhu. With a strong jolt, she's knocked to the ground. When she regains her footing to find out that there are hull breaches everywhere and some decks inaccessible, a couple of security guards show up at her door with a prisoner. They'll have to drop him off with her because they can't get to the brig. Can she watch him for a little while? Sure she can. But why is he in a mask? And why is he here? Well, he's a guy who's been arrested for mutiny, and he's being hidden because he's Captain Pike. As soon as the guards leave, Pike starts giving orders, asking to open comms, and Cadet Sidhu is doing her best to stay in control. She's got the phaser, he's in cuffs, but he goes right into what's happening. The USS Bowman was under attack by Tholians, and the Enterprise went into rescue. The Admiral on board the Bowman took control of the Enterprise and wanted to turn right around for an attack, which Pike refused. He can make this right, though. As long as Sadu helps him, Pike can take the Enterprise again, beam the crew of the Bowman to safety, and take out all the Tholians. This might also be of interest to Sadu, since he knows her husband is serving on board the Bowman, and it just so happens that the two of them survived a Tholian attack once before. He's making a really good case. They argue regulations back and forth. He could help her. Help her husband. But Sadu sticks to the rules. He's inactive. She can't take orders from him. And when the time comes, she points her phaser right at him to stop Pike from going through the door. Then it all stops. The alert stops. The cuffs come off. This was all just a simulation. Pike says she passed. There will come times that Sadu needs to stick to the rules, stick to principle, even in extreme circumstances when a personal interest is at stake. Good news. She passed the test, and as a reward for her work, she is assigned to the Enterprise for a semester of training, the same place where she thought she was rejected. Nope, it was just a ploy cooked up by number one to keep the young cadet on her toes. Pike shows Sadu to her new assignment in engineering. And she asks if that phaser she pointed at him was real. See you around, cadet. And Pike is off. The end. I tell you, I boy, I really like writing a recap for a seven-minute episode of Star Trek. It's not bad. So right? much more than a forty-eight-minute episode of Star Trek. Yeah, it's
2: a bit easier. Yeah, it's a bit it easier. To do. Yeah. Um, should I say what I said earlier? Go ahead. It's good to see the getting work again. <laughs> Sorry, uh, if, you have, have, see, yeah. if you haven't uh, seen this and you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, that will mean nothing to you. If you haven't yeah. seen this and you have seen Pulp Fiction, you'll start to get an idea of what it was that Pike looked like when he came in. Just the, just the mask, not, you know, not the outfit, because that would be that would be a bit extreme.
1: Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do, you know, Star Trek has been missing some good <laughs> Gump masks.
2: I, well, uh, yeah, not anymore. There you go. And now it's <laughs> canon. And now and, you can, <laughs> and,
1: Joe. and cosplay. I'm I'm telling you,
2: uh, again, I'm looking forward to the Innovos, so I'm looking forward to the Don Post knockoffs. I'm looking forward to all of it. I'm looking forward to <laughs> Yes, I'm looking forward to being able to walk into a hustler shop and just being able to get my pike outfit. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I think really. Yes. Yeah. All right. So are we going to talk about this or are we going to ask people to talk about it?
1: Well, I mean, I, I definitely have some thoughts. Okay. Um, but, uh, I'm definitely interested in hearing what other people say and then we can just like slide our comments into our discussion with our listeners. That's the idea anyway. And, right. uh, yeah. So why don't we go ahead and welcome Benjamin into the show. Benjamin, who's been standing by, uh, calling from, uh, pinball central, a place that I, <laughs> that I only dream of and I've never been, uh, let's see what do you have just, behind you?
3: Oh, we're just waiting for you to come to the East coast. Mm, I know. And you'll, it's Roller Games, which was, yeah. which was a TV show which lasted about six weeks before it was canceled. And then poor William's Pinball was stuck manufacturing a game that no one was ever going to buy. So that's kind of a notorious one. Yeah. Uh, Diner, classic kind of yeah. setup and title. And Pinbot, which is a weird outer space,
1: the machine is the robot Dude, yeah. I, I kid you not. I was about to play Pinbot uh, Saturday night, and ah! that was the one machine that was broken in the arcade that I went to. And they only had like... Five pinball machines, but that was one of them, and I wanted to play it so bad.
3: Well, yeah. the arcade that I worked for, we never had that problem. Of course, in Nice Gorn, by the way. Yeah, isn't he? Isn't he just special? Yeah, <laughs> Good. <laughs> you can't really. quite see; it's out of frame, but he has his own little uh, little crocodile dog Aww, there. Nice. You know, like, <laughs> it's adorable. Yeah, it's just right a- to scale. It was really uh, sold separately. <laughs> Uh, sold as part of the uh, the GI Joe reissue line from a few years ago.
2: Oh, okay, nice. you know,
3: GI Joe got kind of weird, and at a certain point, they started having little plastic crocodiles as well, with packaged with the figures.
2: Hmm. Uh, yeah, as you All do. All right. Yeah, I have. Sure. I have no problem believing that.
3: You know, a band of, of uh, international terrorists that dress like dudes from a metal band—they got crocodiles.
2: Yes, uh, absolutely. Yes,
3: yeah, in a perfect world. Forgive me.
2: I can't remember, Benjamin. Are you one of the people that we've talked to before about community?
3: Yes, yes. Okay. I think think the last time I was on and I immediately looked it up on your recommendation and it blew my mind.
2: Okay. So the Go Jobra episode, then you remember that? Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. For people who don't know, Community, I'm telling you. Ah, yes. <laughs> be thing we'll do. Uh, I watched in- it,
3: and then I wrote to all my friends that I grew up with and said, you guys have to see this. <laughs> cool, cool, cool.
2: Yeah. Uh, what's on your mind tonight, sir?
3: Um, well, ostensibly, we're here to talk about the, the new short trek. And yeah. it, this mm-hmm. is a pretty short trek. And, you know, it was, it was one kind of cool idea. Uh, you got all the best gags about the alt Fiction already into the show. But...
1: Uh, <laughs> All I can say is... Two- oh, no. Oh, wait. no. Oh, that that was such amazing, horrible timing. Benjamin says, all I can say is... And then, and then he's gone. Really oh, 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 wait. I'm
3: I'm still here. I'm here. I can hear you. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Because you, okay. you cut out. You cut oh, out. My right God. You said,
1: all I have to say is no. blank. Oh, and man. we You were about to go into match game and just start <laughs> putting <laughs> terrible thoughts into... Uh, <laughs> uh, quoted to you. So... All right, my two thoughts on this short track are, are this. Uh, I really
3: like that uh, when you go to work for Starfleet, one of the things they want is for you to not be so wowed by authority that you're not able to stand up to it. Hmm. Um, and hmm. that's great because that, that means that there might be hope for me to serve on a Starship because I'm a really <laughs> bad subordinate. <laughs> I'm a terrible at it. And the other thing is that I'm certain that James T. Kirk was given this test and that he really took it to heart.
1: That is a really good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, well, wait, here's the thing, though. I, I was trying to think about this. That um, I, I'm a little bit torn. Like, it, you want to see somebody who, who who sticks to the rules, sticks to the order, because it, it, she's missing information. Of course, as part of the test, you know. And, and we can't just hop on a com and go, "Hey, is this legit?" Uh, so they, they've set this up very nicely to confuse and distract her. But then I thought, like, well, what about all those times that Kirk didn't follow orders, that he followed his heart, uh, that Kirk was like, yeah, I know that I don't have permission to steal a starship, but it feels right to steal a starship. <laughs> and then well, I there's, thought, a, there's a superior
3: yeah. officer telling him not to do it. So he's got
1: to uh, okay. do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Point well taken. Point well taken, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. See, hmm. there's,
2: there's another thing though. And, and you asked in the poll, John, about, um, uh, <laughs> uh who's, whose um, psych test was more screwy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 Wesley Crusher's or, 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 cadets to do. And, and I mean, Wesley Crusher just had to save somebody, right? like put himself in danger to save someone because here's how this also could have happened. (laughs) Two guys are like, right, we need this pipe dude out of the way. Let's just go in here and say this. Right. I mean, all she has is anybody's word. Hmm. And it's just, you know, the fact that he came in and cuffs, well then obviously the other guy must be the, uh, must be the one that I should listen to the whole thing. The whole thing really just, I mean, seems messed up. Plus she seriously could have caught a face full of wall. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I do want to talk about that in a second, but by, by the way, one thing real quick, uh, we have to credit Earl to the poll question. Uh, cause, uh, when you and I are just not thinking about the poll question, Earl nails it on the poll question. So nice. thank you. Uh, the incomparable Earl green. And, um, I, yeah, I mean the thing about Wesley though, in, in his psych test, remember it wasn't just saving somebody. It was letting somebody else die. And it was a similar situation to how his dad died. So not only are we giving you the trolley test, but we're also making it really just just pick away at a childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, the people at Starfleet were working overtime. They're like, you know what? Uh, this kid, Wesley, uh, he shows so much promise, but let's open an old wound and um, and let's see how we can mess with him.
2: I guess I guess my point is I don't know how she could have actually chosen because she had no authority to go yeah, on, right? Yeah. All she had was, like, who is she going to believe most when they say, no, seriously, I'm the one telling you the truth, right? And mm-hmm. it, it, it strikes me as sort of a, a flawed test in a way because all oh, she there, has yeah. is what she heard from in the last five minutes. Unlike the Wesley thing, which I had forgotten, honestly, the part about it was how his dad died too, but... I mean, Wesley had to sort of puzzle through how he was going to do something very difficult. She basically had to puzzle through, who do you trust? Do you think the whole
3: thing was just sort of a a tete-a-tete to see how well she could respond to a a quiz on regulations? Because it almost comes (laughs) down to that.
2: That's that's interesting. Yeah, which
1: was good. It was actually a good moment. And and I liked her saying, uh, I I don't do loopholes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so th- yeah. there was a lot of good stuff in there with that. Um, it, I'm still a little bit disturbed by the whole idea that Starfleet testing is just, like, all we know of it is just messing with your mind. And this is a spoiler for people who will pick up Mission Log this Thursday. We talk about that again in Mission Log on Thursday, because that uh, O'Brien, he's just like, oh, uh, Nog now is uh, applying for Starfleet? Great. I can't wait to psychologically torture him the way they did to me. <laughs> it's like, as soon as they came up with the Kobayashi Maru, everybody who made Star Trek after that point was just like, oh, we just make something up and then do the opposite when we're testing somebody and that's how we (laughs) test them. Yeah. I I still, to me,
3: the, the, as I was watching the, this short, I thought the the thing that stuck in my mind pretty quickly. And then all the way through was like, it, it seemed to me, if, if I was to say, what's the message that they're trying to convey is that don't be so enthralled to rank, you know, don't just listen to authority because he's the person with the most uh, braids on his sleeve that, you know, you yeah. have to be in, in a, in a crisis situation. You have to keep your wits about you and you don't know what could be going on with a superior officer. And just because they are a superior officer doesn't mean that they're necessarily right or in their right frame of mind. It's maybe a, a, a rewrite might've been in order if that's really what they were going for. But that was at least my takeaway from watching it
1: in the, in the, uh, 20 minutes before this show came on. Hey, uh, can I ask you a quick, did you watch it more than once? Did you have time to watch it more than once? No, I just, I really
3: watched it like a half an hour
1: ago. Okay. Um, When I first watched this, I really did not like it. I Mm -hmm. I really, I really hated it. Uh, But watching it a second and a third time, uh, I liked it more. And I think I liked it more because of something we've talked about on the show before, which is, there are certain things that you watch when you actually know the spoiler, when you know the twist, you like it better because then you're not just playing along. You're not just playing the game along with the show. Now, certain things I would, I would say, like say uh, an M night Shyamalan movie, um, you watch it, you get the twist and you're like, Oh, okay. I'm glad it wasn't spoiled for me. Now I know the twist. Now I'm never probably going to watch that movie again, mm-hmm. but, but are some stories and this one I would say is one of them for me where I think I was disappointed the first time around because I was playing the game in my head and I felt like, Oh, it's all about the twist. And the first twist is Pike. And the second twist is that this is all a test. Um, once that was out of the way for me and I went back and watched it, I was just watching it for the interesting tete tete about rules and regulations. And, and what is this girl's, psychology her psychological state going into this i i just sort of was able to relax a bit Mm. and and enjoy this little slice of life i will say the thing that i still don't necessarily like about it is that it feels like a slice of life with very little context Mm. and there are other short tracks that have done a better job at just giving you a little more context, or even if they don't, like Calypso, which I loved, this creepy, weird, Twilight zone story about a guy falling in love with a computer and a computer falling in love with a guy, um, may or may not lead to something that we see in Season 3 of Disco, so there is some context to speculate about, but even then, just on its own, it left you with this very interesting treatise on... I, I, an emotional state. Uh, this one I felt like didn't have that. It, it didn't hit me in the gut the way that uh, Calypso did. Maybe this is all just to uh, give
3: us a little bit more background to impress upon us what a hard-ass number one is. My God.
2: <laughs> yeah, honestly, the part with n- number one and Spock at the end, it really kind of bothered me because it goes from being this, like, really interesting, really big sort of psychological, you know, thing that honestly, I, I still landed where you started, John. I mean, to me, it just mm-hmm. felt like a, it felt like a way to show off um, Anson Mount, who's fantastic. Yeah. Again, he's can't, fantastic can't in this that. episode. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's he's in this in this teeny tiny episode. He's great. Um, but then it has like a Disney princess ending where it's like, oh, so you were playing with me the whole time, dude? Seriously? you <laughs> I fine with that? And then we go in and like number one bragging about, yeah, by the way, I'm the one who was really messing with you and Spock's like, yeah. She- <laughs> Terrible, huh and it's like and there's almost like this happy music playing and and it sort of negated what a mind bleep the whole thing was right i mean like would you like would you question whether or not that's still an organization you want to be part of at that point
3: it's really twisting the knife when they when they throw her husband into the mix Mm -hmm. it's like wow Uh, like, right. that, that would take a, more, than a, more than a minute to get over maybe. You know? Yeah, you got to it up miss. a notch.
2: Yeah. By the way, is he still not allowed to go where he wants to go? <laughs> yeah. like, like, his consolation in not being good enough to get the post he wants is he never has to go through that. Like, is anybody going to show up at his place tonight and go, listen, by the way, your wife's dead, and all the earth's about to be destroyed. But, uh, you know, you just keep doing what we told you to do at first, right? he's going to lose his mind, right. you know?
1: By the way, uh, Ken, you you didn't mention it. so at the end of the episode when, when they're revealing how Number One cooked this up with Spock, and Spock says we've come to expect no mercy from Number One, and that, my friends, is where my Spock and Number One fan fiction starts.
2: Well, and then yes. you saw her, you saw her cock the <laughs> eyebrow as well, right? Oh, you better believe it. Yeah, yeah which yeah. was a thing that we expect him to do. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot. Although uh, although the cage sort of told us that she had a thing for uh, for Pike, but. I yeah. guess there's now officially so much more Pike. Yeah, than the she's got a thing.
3: thing for Pike, but Spock's got a thing for her. That's my fanfic. Oh, okay, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, because he because he
1: adopted the the arched eyebrow thing. You got it from her. Yeah. See, I, man. Mm. Yeah, I'll read Boy, your fanfic. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's that's high praise because he won't read a novel
1: i yeah yeah i, I really don't read but, any well not like any novel
2: but no 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 star i mean trek like then. a star trek novel right he won't read a star trek novel but he'll read your fanfic so that's yeah. good
3: yeah. oh man well i'll have to sit down and start writing it tonight yeah. yeah
2: yeah there you go well it really only needs to be like six minutes long you know
1: <laughs> that's all i need ken uh so benjamin anything, anything else on your mind tonight
3: uh only that I wanted to say, uh, Ken. Man, it's been real. I, I have so enjoyed uh, your perspective. I've so enjoyed the thoughtfulness that you bring to your criticism in all from the beginning of uh, the Tos episodes up through the present. Um, and I really appreciate your humor, uh, especially in the earlier episodes. I would say, how is Ken going to make me laugh this week? Because mm. it was so reliable. Um, and I'm really happy to hear that you're not going to necessarily, uh, check out of the Vegas conventions because I want to go to them. And a major reason that I want to go to them is to sit down with both you guys and have a drink. So I'm still holding the torch for that
1: eventuality.
2: Well, thank, uh, thank you very much. And, uh, and yes, um, we, we do like to drink in Vegas. <laughs>
1: yeah. I say that there's two magic words right there, Vegas I've, and drink. Yeah. Sorry, that's a thing you can do there.
2: It is a thing. Yeah. They, uh, well, they're trying it out. (laughs) They're not sure, but you know, given like another hundred years and they'll know for certain. Thank you very much for your kind words. I appreciate it. And absolutely. um,
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
2: And, uh, yeah. Take care, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll see you around. Benjamin. Pleasure. Take care. Till next time. Okay. Good night. You guys. Good night. (laughs)
2: Six, six, nine, nine hundred, six, eight, three, three is the phone number to call six, six, nine, nine hundred, six, eight, three, three. Or you can use the one tap from your smartphone. Or if you're watching on Facebook, uh, there should be a link there that you can click. And then the numbers going across the top of the screen are the meeting code. And then you get to talk to Earl and then you have to talk to us. Um, we have a bottom of the hour business. Oh, wait, we had one yep. thing we were going to do. Yep. We we're going to thank uh, we we're going to thank our good friend, uh, Reb Samplen.
1: Yeah, Reb Zeppelin, Rebecca M. She was so kind to uh, send a card to each of us and enclose in that card is something very cool. Uh, I, I guess she's been listening to the show because she sent me the yep. uh, Star Trek motion picture magnet. She sent you. Yep. What, oh, she oh, yeah.
2: sent me a, a magnet from Wrath uh, Khan. Right. And what was really great, and this is honestly one of the coolest things that I could hear at this point, I think, is um, she went to her first Star Trek convention because she had heard us talk about them. Yeah. Um, didn't go to Vegas because, you know, not everybody can. But uh, right. there was a Star Trek convention somewhere near where she was. And uh, and she said, based on you know how much we had talked about it, uh, she wanted to go and apparently had a whale of a time. Um, yeah which is a neat part of of the whole thing. I mean, it's great to get together here. It's great to get to do the podcast, but there's something fantastic about being in a room with a bunch of other people dressed like idiots. Hi, I'm talking about me. I'm pointing at me for you people on the audio thing Um, or dress like, you know, sensible cosplayers, whatever. So um, Rebecca also sent me a very, very, very kind um, message that I haven't really been able to respond to. So okay. so this is me doing that. Thank you. Avaka, uh, okay. you're um you're a star. I appreciate it. And thank you very much for the magnet which is on my fridge which is why I'm not holding up for the camera because I forgot to get it before the show started.
1: Hey, uh something I will hold up for the camera. Um this was nice. A little bottle of uh, Chateau Picard. Oh nice. 2386. And right. a bottle of uh, special reserve from the United Federation of Planets. Nice. Um, these will probably be gone by tomorrow. Oh, no, uh, no, no. You're no, a I'm terrible just person. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> wow. No, I'm, I'm going to share. I'm going to share. Okay. So uh well that, that yeah, whatever whoever
2: happens to be around. Know.
1: No, and <laughs> and listen this is not uh this is not an ad whatever but I will share that uh, apparently the code STYNE at uh, st- shop.startrek.com you get 15% off. So um, I'll give that a try. I haven't tried it yet. So uh, look, not saying that I've liked it because we don't know yet, but I'm Bottle's assuming pretty. it's good. Bottles yeah, the beautiful. bottle's pretty. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love that it is uh, uh, dated. Uh, it was from Le Bar uh, 2386 and a little drawing that kind of looks like the venue that you see on the show. So 2386.
2: Well, 2386. You you, actually, you can't open that anytime soon. I know, right? You know? age, <laughs> because right now it's counting up apparently
1: you remember in uh in the jerk uh steve martin takes uh bernard peters to the the nice restaurant that's like stop bringing us all this old wine bring us something fresh bring us some some new wine you know like you're getting rid of the old stuff
2: see that's funny that's because my one of my favorite wine jokes is also steve martin but it's from the muppet movie i don't i i don't remember that one would you like to smell the bottle cap yeah <laughs> you which know. ah. is not bad Anyway, Love it. Uh, yeah. let's see, 669 uh, 900 is the phone number to call, 669 or use the one top in your smartphone or click all the stuff, all the stuff on Facebook. Just click it all. Really, no harm can come to you.
0: Mm-hmm. Everything.
1: <laughs> so one of those people uh, did what we asked, and that would be uh, the Vice Admiral. Vice Admiral Erickson is on deck. Here he is. Welcome to the show, sir. Gentlemen, how are you this evening? Hey, doing great. How
0: are you? I am quite well.
1: Now, uh, let's see. I've I've got coffee and water to get me through the show. I haven't broken into the wine yet. Ken, I think you've got a water bottle there with you. No, just Uh, coffee. Oh, just coffee. Okay. Uh, The vice admiral, uh, he started the party
0: early. Uh, What have you got there? I have um, just a simple maker's mark, but uh, Ken had said that uh, bourbon may be in order for this particular episode because of endings. I had transit transitory things.
2: Yeah. I had thought I might, but I've actually got another show to do after this. So <laughs> I'll, I'll have to drink for
0: you night. as well, sir.
2: Yeah. Well, I, and that'll be a stretch. I know.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah you know, my skills, it's okay.
2: <laughs> I think It'll be fine.
0: <laughs> but I do want to once again, say, and, and in a place that is a little bit more appropriate than a couple episodes ago, going to miss you, man. It's been great. I, I have loved every minute of listening to everything you've done on this show. And I loved meeting you and I've loved hanging out with you. And I'm looking forward to still doing that last part. So,
2: well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I got nothing else, man. Thank I you. <laughs> I, I
0: get it. It's okay.
2: Have you watched uh, Have you watched the short track?
0: I have, and I gotta say, if we now, as, as I recall, uh, and I have watched it more than once, this te- this test is credited pretty heavily to number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're saying that uh, in the test, of course. Which is a psychological test, which is not a normal cadet test. It's more of a, hey, uh, you're joining the Enterprise crew, and we have a higher bar for you, right? It, it, is that kosher though? Is I that think, cool? I don't it's know like, if it's kosher, but I think uh, it is. <laughs> I think it's what happened. Yeah, you know. But here's See, my thought. Fun wondering.
2: Well, wait, wait. So did number one come up with the whole test, or is there just like a thing that comes from Starfleet, kind of like Mad Libs? Where they're like, okay, so we're going to do the test where, you know, we make somebody think that somebody's going to die and Mm -hmm. it's either going to be their fault or they're going to stop it or whatever. And then do they just have to go in and fill in the part like, you know, well, she likes her dog. Well, she doesn't like her dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. She likes her
2: husband more, though. I was thinking
0: that that because of the way this plays out and the the fact that it's, you know, hey, number one, really, you know, really likes to play with this. Maybe the psych test in Starfleet or in in Starfleet for cadets wasn't nearly this heart, you know, heartstring pulling. Mm -hmm. And then number one came up with this for cadets on the Enterprise and Starfleet said, hey, we're not messing with cadets enough.
1: (laughs) And they all and they just all sat around in the mess hall and they were like, Oh, yeah, we could really make this awful and really enact some psychological torture on anybody who wants to join our 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 party ship here. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, Let's and the, yeah, what's that. the
0: worst that can happen? She'll kill she'll kill Pike. And that, that's the worst I, that can happen. I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, still, there there's
1: so many logistical things in this episode that make you wonder. So first of all, uh, they had to rig a room that she's working in. So is that the real control room or do they just give her a fake control room from the time she came on board knowing that? <laughs> that they were going to have to blow it up. And then they have to hire people from uh, somewhere else in Starfleet, maybe Section 31, make this room blow up. But <laughs> Section so- 31 casting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it, it'll <laughs> knock her over. Uh, she'll probably have a bad ringing in her ears, but it won't kill her. So do that. We also need to shake the floor. Um, so make all of this stuff happen. And by the way, I, I do know that there is, uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at Starfleet Panels. So Starfleet uh, control uh, control panels uh, that definitely <laughs> do not explode anymore. So you they can have fuses them. what they, they discovered yeah, fuses. Yeah. Well exactly, yeah. That so lost he'll come technology. In. Right, right. He'll come in, he'll get you all set up with things that won't explode, but they're like, No, 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 we need the explodey kind in here. And then when Oh, UL listing. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then what they do is they say to everybody else on board, because it's a star base and it's huge, they're like, mm-hmm. All right, all you know, five hundred and eighty of the rest of you Don't worry. You're going to hear explosions. You're going to hear yellow alert. Don't worry. This does not apply to you. It applies to the one person who we're torturing right now. Pike will be on board. Don't worry. He'll be in a mask. Nobody stop him for an autograph. And then they they carry on with this. Well, that's uh, why he was wearing a mask. Well, exactly. So So he can get there. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) See, I'm thinking the only way this actually works is if you just rig the whole space station with like exploding panels. Like every That's like basically any place anywhere, somebody's quarters, some mass hall, you know, control rooms, whatever, any place could be a place and they could just rig the blow up at any second. If it's like, okay, now it's time for the psychological test. <laughs> yeah. You crying? Okay, hit the explosion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like really. How did they did do they now? It? Is, it, is it now? Is it do I do it now? So right. with the
1: Starfleet Corps of Engineers, <laughs> when they deliver a Star Base, keep in mind this was a Star Base, and in that schematic, there were like four or six at least constitution-sized class ships parked around that thing. Right. Uh so when the Starfleet Corps of Engineers, they deliver the Star Base and all the admirals and, and vice admirals, uh-huh, which like <laughs> you know, the Commodores, they all come up for a visit and uh and they're like you did wow! You did a great job, and and you can you have like a crew of you know five hundred, eight hundred, a thousand on board here. Did you remember to rig everything to explode? Right. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, see, we were trying for safety. We we thought we'd build one that wouldn't explode on its own. Well, no,
0: no, no, no. You're gonna have to no, rig the, this thing. Uh, with well, fire. there's a knife switch. There's a knife switch, and one side says safe, and you flip the knife switch, and it's you know. Cadet mode. <laughs> Not so safe. Yes. Not so safe. Exactly. Uh, I love that. Or demo mode. Maybe there's a demo <laughs> mode. Demo mode. <laughs> it right. means more than one thing.
1: Did you guys, were you uh, nerdy enough like me? And I think I know the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually did a freeze frame on that where we see the schematic of Starbase. And it kind of looks like what we got in the motion picture, you know, with the, the kind of dome top and then uh, some spokes around that with little round
0: uh, yeah. service module. And, and it's
1: really cool. Yeah.
0: There's a few other productions that have used that, although they've all been fan productions. But it was part of. The, mm-hmm. It looks a lot like the Franz Josef yep. uh, starbase. So, which in yeah. the tech manual, which I loved, and that was in a cup. I think that was in Continues, maybe, or yeah. it was. Uh, uh, I think Continues used one of some, yeah. similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. so.
1: It's funny. Uh, uh, Benjamin says uh, in the chat, you know, the explosions are fake because there's no plaster falling from the ceiling. That's <laughs> so, true. Yeah. Yeah. If we don't have burning rocks
0: or plaster. Then that's... uh she should have known. It was just yeah. like, you know, the microwave popcorn in the wall went off. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> like like this is your test
1: as a cadet. You'll
0: know when it's a real explosion yeah. or a fake explosion. But because... the per- Yeah, the person next to you will have shrapnel coming out of their head. It's just the way it is.
2: Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. That's that's it just it feels cruel. It feels cruel and wrong and she could be blind.
0: Yeah, she could be, but She's they're they, she, I mean she could be she blind. But she have a visor then. It'd be okay.
2: Well, that's true. Well, no, they're, like a, they're a few years off, aren't they?
1: I Could have been a really short episode. Uh, there was that moment where the guy uh, arms the phaser and then throws it at her.
2: Right. Oh, that's thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Wait, was that set to overload by accident? I'm so sorry. Yeah, I
1: right. know, right? right. You, hear it, you hear it turn on, and then here, let's like, toss this at you. And it doesn't start away.
0: winding up. Mm, but- yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, the, the question then is: Is this a, an extra test that all enterprise cadets have to go through to get past Number One's particular sh- form of scrutiny? Because well, I have to think so. If the 23rd century there are 400
2: something people on the enterprise. No, <laughs> Not at this point, there's only no. 200
0: some on the at this point. It's no, 230. Still. Yeah. Good
2: yeah. grief, though. Really? That's why that's why they never go. any. That's why they missed the war.
0: <laughs> oh, right. They were yeah. testing all their cadets. Yes. Right. Yeah.
2: They had like 10 people ready to go because, you know, everybody didn't pass muster for number one.
0: Well, that's why the CMO is—is is, he's only thirty, you know? But look at how he looks after going. Every every cadet has to come to him after their testing. And, and Bryce, right? Or was it? Voice. Voice. Yes. Boyce, that was, oh,
2: yeah, that was, oh uh, you got one instead of me, Ken. That you're is going to be demoted. That's amazing. Oh, that's. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. He's, <laughs> I, I I still hate the fact that he didn't turn up last season because I think he's yeah, well
0: I don't disagree with you. I think if they ever, if they decide, if somehow, um, you know, against what appear to be studio odds, but again, with fan odds, we actually get more of the Anson Mount version of, uh, you know, the Enterprise. I think that we definitely need to see somebody playing that role who fits and isn't isn't a funny country doctor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. McCoy's got that down. We're done.
2: Well, but I mean,
0: we need, we we maybe we need boys and house mixed into one character. What do you think?
2: That's an interesting idea, actually I would like to well, whatever he's one of those characters. I mean now that we have Pike because pike i've said for years Pike was my captain, even though we only had this much of a glimpse of him, oh, right? but
0: he definitely is now right i mean this this is this is he's, amazing
2: he's really good he's really good yes i mean it's 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 tight between Pike and Picard for me still, but yes, I would love to I would love to now uh, develop the boys character because um I feel like Spock is always going to be what Spock is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And number one, I don't want to say that number one, we had a whole season to get some development out of number one. And for some reason they have decided not quite. Yeah. That yet. I know. I don't know why, but yes, I would like to see, I'd like, yeah, it's, it's, to heck with it. Let's do a number one and boys right? you know, and everybody else can just, you know, whatever. Because By the, the way, sad
0: thing it, is, this may be the last time we see these characters in the current production schedule, right? I mean, we yeah. don't see them having another thing coming up, though, or that we, we see them. The, this is theoretically
1: the end of, of the Pike, uh, the, the reimagined Pike Enterprise, and I love that Enterprise. Man. Oh, yeah. I love, I love the exterior and the interior. By the way, uh, just go back to Jeffrey the engineering from a... Yeah, not crazy, but we can talk about that. Uh, Tate in the chat says, Boyce is a bartender," so we're really—he did really, say that. Um, he did say that. Yeah, yeah, we're really covering a lot of important ground here. If we Ooh. would only develop Boyce a little bit more, exactly. Uh, people are recommending John Lithgow as voice, uh Ted Danson as voice. Um I don't know. I you know Lithgow I, I, for I sure.
0: Uh, Danson yeah. has done so well on, on the Good Place. I don't know if we need to. Yeah, to yeah, to make but, him a little angrier, but
1: right. <laughs> But there's a lot of good. Oh, and, and Jeff says I want to see Jose Tyler too. So yeah, yeah. good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah. And, and uh, where is Yeoman Colt? Oh, where indeed? Yeah, is where Cold? indeed?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if I may, I... if I may, well, since you asked, if I may yeah, speak yeah. about a secondary thing, I know that last week with uh, um, with the folks from Chasing Atlantis on, you had the surprise guest of Tracy Lee Coco show up. Yes, which was amazing. <laughs> Lieutenant Jay showing up. Uh, I want to point out that next uh, Thanksgiving weekend is one of my favorite conventions. And uh, that is and Larry's been there more than once. Mm-hmm. And that is Starbase Indy in Indianapolis. Right. And yeah. she, uh, Lieutenant J, Tracy Lee Coco, is going to be one of the guests of honor at that convention. So I'm, if I have, I don't know if I have the the, the stuff to do it, but if I have the chance, I may make her a Barfleet Admiral. We'll
1: see. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. You shouldn't. Please give her our best. Uh, of course. That, that's so cool. By the way, uh, uh, this uh, John Cooley just uh, won my heart with this Victor Garber as Dr. Boyce.
2: I'm, oh, I'm done. Victor oh, Garber yeah. would be fantastic, except he's actually yeah. on the uh, Orville. Don't yes, care. Take him away. That yeah, he would be good. He would be very good. Yeah. Although I'm liking the Lithgow idea. The only problem is because of Third Rock, you expect Lithgow to break into funny, and I know he's not. He's not primarily a comedic actor, but I'd be afraid that they would be that they would end up falling <laughs> well, into. That.
0: You know, if we look at the hairstyle.
2: Alan Alda. <laughs> oh <laughs> than a talk guy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I know, but that that would that would change the show dramatically in a way that I'm not sure we need to, but but right. fun right. for a moment. Fun for a yeah. moment. Nice. Uh yeah. Vice Admiral, thank you so much. Gentlemen as always, and Ken, always a pleasure, and it'll be great to see you in person. And uh guys, have a great night and have a great Thanksgiving. Take thank care, man you so much. We'll be a prosper, friend. And
2: 669-900-6833 is the phone number to call. 669-900-6833. Or you can use the one top from your smartphone. Or if you're on Facebook, click the link. Use the meeting code at the top of the screen. Holy cow, John, I've almost got the pattern down.
1: Wow. wow. That's I know. Such good Just timing. in time. <laughs> That's...
2: Click the thing and do the thing, and then you'll, uh, be, uh, then you'll be on with us. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here's a question. Do you have any other thoughts that you want to do on um, on this? On this? Uh, on, um, on oh, Ask Ask not, not. Or because I'm curious if you're excited at all about the animated short tracks.
1: So I'm glad you brought that up there. There are a few things to talk about here. So there are two animated episodes, uh, yes. short tracks coming out back to back next month. And, and then of course we have an animated series coming up uh, lower decks and then another animated series, the yet to be named Nickelodeon uh, collaboration. And um, I love the idea that uh you know I, I heard somebody one time misspeak and describe animation as a genre, and I said, no, a- animation is not a genre; animation is a style of storytelling it is a tool for storytelling, and you can tell a story that is anything you could tell a story aimed at kids, you could tell a fable, you could tell a romantic story, a science fiction story, a horror story, whatever you want to do It, it is an infinitely flexible tool to use and so far, and we've only seen very little of Lower Decks, I'm glad to see that the animated short tracks are totally different from that. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a an arena for Star Trek to flex its creative muscles and uh, not not have to be the one thing for everybody. You may love one of these animated shorts. You may not love the other. You may not like both of those, but love Lower Decks. You may not love Lower Decks, but you may love the Nickelodeon show. I I, I just love the idea that we're not pinning everything on one thing to be the definitive Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, in the preview, we only saw literally just like a couple of shots. And we did see that shot of the Enterprise, which uh, Aaron Harvey did the the side by side. That with uh, the animated series. And that got me excited, I gotta say. How about you? It,
2: it looks interesting. I mean, the fact that it seems to concentrate on a robot and a tardigrade, I am not sure <laughs> what it's going to say as far as Star Trek stuff is concerned. Um, that said, uh, we've had debates in the past about what is fan service, what does fan service mean, all of that. So much of what happened in the short tracks that we've seen so far, and I can only remember two, honestly. What was, mm-hmm. what was the one? Uh, there's one in the middle that I'm missing. There was one where uh, number one and Spock got stuck on an elevator. Mm-hmm. There was the one today that we yeah. talked about. Uh, uh, the the trouble month. with
1: Edward is the one you're thinking.
2: Trouble with Edward. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Uh, I feel like Pike number one and Spock in this season of short tracks mm-hmm. have been. Fan service, in a way. I feel like you could have done the trouble with that word without either of them. Yeah. I don't know if they then wrote the other two because you know people want Anson Mount as Pike, people want Rebecca Romijn as Number One. I don't know if they were written just because of that, because they don't really seem to have moved anything along that much. It seems to me, nor do they seem to have really made any kind of statement exactly. It felt like people want more Pike, we'll give them more Pike. All of which is to say. I like the fact that we're getting away from that for these last three short tracks because right. it has, it has felt less like we're telling a story and more like we're doing a scene with these characters that it turns out people are clamoring for and we got nothing else for them yet. Yeah. And I do say yet, because <laughs> I, I think anybody who thinks this is the last we're going to see events in on Pike, Pike um, is underestimating how much money CBS has. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I want that series so badly, like uh, a lot of people do. So, you know, uh, stay tuned. We'll stay tuned. I, I, I want to see what comes <laughs> of it. But I, I think you're hitting at what I was talking about that is, is the double-edged sword of the short track, which is my complaint with this one is that there was no context. And that can actually work for you. It, it, it can because you're just narrowing on, on this little slice of life and doing, a, uh, as I like to say, an inch-wide, mile-deep look at one thing. That, that's a nice freedom to have when you're doing Star Trek. You don't have to save the universe in a short trek. You don't, have to, um, uh, you don't have to expand a mythology in a short trek. All you have to do is just focus on a character or a character interaction and uh, hopefully land on something emotional at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Calypso I go back to was this treatise on love, and this one is uh the, there's the the confusion the pressure, but then we land in this place of joy uh, of the, this young cadet getting to do her thing and, and and you know surviving the test and and we all assume moving on to bigger and better things, working on the enterprise and then her life beyond but that said it it still felt like as you say here you know. Pike is just the supporting character in this and that it it feels a little weird because I think your gut reaction is to say, well, how does this actually tie to the Pike that we know? Are we getting more out of Pike? That's worthy out of this incredibly worthy character, but no, it could have been anybody. He's just sort of set dressing at a certain point.
2: Can you see Pike being part of that?
1: Being part of what a psychological
2: torture, I mean, uh, forgive me, I know that's uh, that's oversimplifying it, but I mean, can you see Pike going, oh, this is going to be great? Or, oh, I feel terrible about this, but it needs to be done. I mean, it sort of feels like it's hard for me to see Pike being cool with it. And then Pike Uh, not being more understanding is going, hey, listen, by the way, I'm sorry about your husband. He's fine. He's coming in. It's all cool. Really? I mean, he not I mean, only
1: not only can I not see in him doing that. Seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only can I not see him doing that. I don't understand how he has the time to do that. <laughs>
2: she didn't address that. Like, what? Do you, you're awfully busy. Yeah, and, and, and then I think he, he said, is. "Get cleaned up. I'll I'll meet you out there." So we're not yeah. going to answer that question. We're just going to raise that question. And uh, you know.
3: hey, I, I mean, got a question to
2: raise. Yeah. Really quickly. And that was uh, a horrible segue, but uh, and now I've called it a segue. So it's worse. Uh, the question I had really quickly is, has everybody checked out everything on the Roddenberry podcast network? That was it really podcast.roddenberry.com. This is the time of the time of the thing where we do that. I know you've got other business to get to when we're done. So uh, remind you about, uh, well, of course, mission log. Uh, that's a show. And then mission log live, uh, women at warp, which is a, a look at Star Trek through a feminist lens, or the other way around, take your pick. Uh, Priority one, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast, and sort of a magazine show talking about you no know, golly news of the week, books that come out, uh, gaming, lots of gaming stuff there. Uh, shabam, shabam. Thank you. It's still doing their uh, science thing because they do that. The track Files is, of course, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek, diving deep into the Roddenberry archives, uh, pulling out a piece of paper and going, guys, look at this piece of paper. (laughs) Okay, it's a tiny bit deeper than that, but you get the idea. And finally, uh, Daily Star Trek News is uh, Star Trek News Monday through Friday. uh, Allison Pitt, formerly of Priority One, uh, just, 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 just banging away at the keyboard, coming out with news every single Monday through Friday. For, uh, for Star Trek, so if you're a Star Trek fan, and if you're hearing these words, I suspect you are. Uh, that would be a that'd be a great show to check out, and of course, the best place to find all of them: podcast.rodenberry. dot com, or look for each one individually uh, wherever you get podcasts.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if you uh, knew this about Shabam. Shabam. But, yeah. See, uh, they they keep doing a show about science because. Uh, they they keep doing science. Science is happening all the time. <laughs> right? Somebody's got to talk about it.
2: Yeah, I know. Uh, no matter how hard people try, uh, other people keep doing science. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, more science out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Indeed. Uh, so I do want to let people know about what is in the pipeline for uh, Mission Log and Mission Log Live. So as I said at the top of the show, we are off this coming week for uh, Thanksgiving. That is American Thanksgiving. Ken, do you celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving at
2: all? Why would I, I mean, it's a made up holiday for crying out loud. When I, uh, when I actually lived closer to the Canadian border, I Mm -hmm. I would get a little bit of that, uh, Canadian Thanksgiving feel for people who don't know, by the way, it was in October. It's like the first day of October. So if you're not Canadian or don't live near the border, you probably don't know that, but, um, no, I don't celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving because it's you know like the end of a week and the beginning of another week, and I, I, I just like celebrate the American of, Thanksgiving though.
1: Sure, sure. I just like the idea of co-opting another culture's food holiday. So, sure, I get know, that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and there are many Canadians I know <laughs> who are fine people, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good with like, hey, let's just take the day and eat poutine or whatever. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) I know. Wait, yes.
2: I'm sorry, I forgot about that. Yes, I do celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving
1: (laughs) from like once a week. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Um, All right, so uh, Mission Log, Mission Log live off for American Thanksgiving.
2: Uh, That's next week, though. Like, as people are listening to this, I mean, there is a Mission Log in like 48 hours. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, you get that. One. You know, yeah. listen
1: to it slowly, so then that'll get you through the next week as well. Uh, right. Then I will return on December 3rd for the live show with guest host John Kurz. You just mentioned Shabam. 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 And uh, he will be on with me as we host our guest, Aaron McDonald, Dr. Aaron McDonald. Uh, and we're going to drop a little science on you. Aaron's a lot of fun. She's here to answer questions like, how would warp drive work? And does a transporter kill you? All those fun things that we like to cover in, uh, uh, in a science discussion of Star Trek. So we welcome her back uh, with my guest host, Josh Kurz. And then uh, the following week, we will welcome Star Trek effects legend dan curry to the live show so do not miss that that will be awesome the week after that we're back to short tracks. so we have the two animated episodes back to back the girl who made the stars and ephraim and dot so those are the two that will air in mid-december and my special guest host that week taking your calls yes uh from buffy the vampire slayer claire kramer she will be my guest host to talk about short tracks with you so have your questions and comments ready, and uh, we will chat about those short tracks. You and me and Claire, it'll be a blast. Call in
2: and ask her about Buffy.
1: Sure, because <laughs> I, I haven't watched uh, all of it. And, I'm not uh, going to be here. I've watched all of it.
2: Can I tell you what's funny, actually? Not only have I watched all of it, but in the midst of my rewatch right now, yeah, season five.
1: Claire oh, Kramer. and that, that's where Glory that's where comes Claire from, Cla-
2: right? Yeah, that's where Glory comes in, yes. Uh, nice. Spoiler, by the way, Glory is Claire Kramer and vice versa. Yep. <laughs> See yeah.
1: that. So, so you yeah. can call and you talk to me about Star Trek, or you can call and, and talk to Claire about Buffy.
2: Yeah, uh, indeed. By, by
1: she, but here's the thing, she will have watched those shorts and taken notes, so presumably she's here to talk about Star Trek with us. She knows a thing or two about Trek. So, yes, yeah, yeah, that, she does indeed. That,
2: that is, well, it's good. Uh, can we also talk about what we did today? Because there's another thing yes. coming up. Because first of all, yes. uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm really not paying any attention to when things are going to be running anymore. It, 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 this one will uh, be because I'm yeah, like... mid-December. Okay. The thing that happened today?
1: The thing that happened today. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, John Champion and I got to talk to John Delancey today.
1: What, what?
2: Oh, that's right. We did. Yes. We mm-hmm. talked to Q. And believe it or not, we even talked to him a little bit about Q. Um, John busted out with an amazing question that hadn't occurred to me because I think of Gene as, you know, back in the day. And I think of TNG as, you know, more modern John in the middle of it's like, Hey, by the way, tell me about Gene. I'm like, well, of course he would have met him. So that was kind of interesting. <laughs> and then of course, uh, the stuff that, uh, the stuff that John is, uh, very interested in today, um, how would you categorize it, John?
1: It's interesting. He's he sort of made this, I, I won't call it a career, but he's made a name for himself, uh, giving speeches and like a, uh, for secular and scientific causes. Uh, mm-hmm. He is very concerned about the idea that uh, uh, whether it's religious or, or supernatural or non-substantiated beliefs, creep into politics and, and the social sphere that way. So he's really making an effort to talk about these. And it's interesting to me that he was inspired by that partly because he did uh, a reading of uh, the Scopes monkey trial uh, Mm -hmm. several years ago. And, and here's something that happened in 1925, but you fast forward nearly a hundred years and there are still similar conversations about the role of science in the public sphere. So um, that has inspired him. He just did a, a speech in Mexico. He just spoke in Vegas, PsyCon. Um, this has really become a, a passion for him. So I would say that in our conversations, uh, it's about 20% Star Trek and, and interesting Star Trek stuff, I think, but about 80% talking about that. 80% talking about his life now, his passions. Uh, Hopefully a very intellectual conversation that he also ties into, um, gosh, uh, his job as an actor and and lying, quote unquote, lying as an actor, which I found to be fascinating. Yeah.
2: And some personal some personal stuff, too. I mean, it was really it was uh, it was an interesting conversation. He was very, very giving of his time. And um, yeah, yeah, so that's coming up. And then uh, and then, of course, we're going to wrap up uh, season three of Deep Space Nine by the end of the year, too. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then and then, hey, and then season four starts for Mission Log sometime in January. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, yes. Yeah. Hey, I can. I'm not going to break open the uh, the bottle of wine right now, mainly because I, I don't have a corkscrew on me. I know that I should. <laughs> I should have one on the desk.
2: Uh, but break it on something.
1: I know. And there's a bottle of scotch over there, too. You know, I'm yeah. for that. Uh, but thanks, dude. The, the The live show has been a blast. And uh, th- this is the night that we say goodbye to you from the live show. As a, as a regular host, I hope you'll drop in every now and then. You know, I call you up and, hey, just uh, uh, swing by to what we're doing. sure, you Yeah, will
2: fun. In the so, meantime, I'll just be in the chat room trolling you.
1: Nice. Oh, yeah. See, that's perfect. That you, can won't, yell, won't a- you can yell at Cooley and... <laughs>
2: All That's this. what I'll do. Yeah, just, uh, just put you know socks on, just like repeat over and over again. So scroll the whole right thing. Well. I'll, I'll yeah,
1: I don't know, but I, yeah. I'm, that, yeah I, I'm pleased. We we started this as sort of a cheap and easy way to cover discovery. And, yeah, and and this has become a lot of fun. of you look forward to every uh, every Tuesday night. It's been a blast doing it with you.
2: Yeah, and uh, and thanks to everybody who's come along. I I certainly appreciate it. And I am kidding about trolling, but I can't imagine I will be able to not watch some. So if you see somebody pretending to be me in the chat room, it's probably actually me. So um, and thanks to everybody who who has um, made this a part of your Tuesday night. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing. Uh, look forward to seeing what happens next.
1: All right. With that said, Mission Log Live is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer Rod Roddenberry. Technical production on Mission Log Live by the incomparable, inimitable Earl Green. Be sure to visit podcast.roddenberry.com for the latest in the Roddenberry Podcast Network, including not just Mission Log Live, but Mission Log, Women at War, Priority One, The Trek Files, your daily Star Trek news, and Shabam. Shabam. If you would like to support Mission Log directly, give us a look at patreon.com slash mission log. Thanks to everyone who joined us live or later. and We will talk to you again.